0: everyone and welcome back to let's go on an adventure I sincerely apologize for the hiatus um I just recently got back from Olympia Washington was up there for about a week doing some work and I'm actually getting ready to go back up to the west side over at Whidbey Island which not gonna lie I'm super excited I'd never been to Olympia it was my first time and I have never been to Whidbey Island so I'm excited to go there um, downloads have been kind of low, so if you're still listening, please come back. I've got some more new stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm excited to share and everything. I will be gone again this week, but I have every intention of putting out another podcast before I leave. I'm going to do my best to make sure that is out there that way you will all have something new to listen to. I actually have a really big series for you guys today. It's an older series, it came out in 2007, and the original series ended in 2014, but unbeknownst to me, they've actually continued the series. And they've had a few books published since 2007 to 2020, which has me really excited. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. So the series I'm talking to you about today is actually the House of Night series. I grew up always calling it the Marked series, because that's book one, but it is actually called the House of Night series. This is a YA book, or by, YA series, about vampires, and kind of like zombie-ish vampires, but not quite. I will be 100% honest. I read the majority of these books, but I never read all of them. And the reason why is because this is a big series. Like It's, it's a pretty long series. Um, The longest series I've actually ever read was the Series of Unfortunate Events with 13 books. And this one actually technically is longer. So the main series is 12 books long, starting with Marked and going all the way down to the book Redeemed. I'm not going to list all the books on here because, like I said, there are so many. And then there's House of Night novellas, which are character stories. There's four of them, and it has to do with a few of essentially the Elder Vampires and some villainy, not villainy characters in the series. And then like I said, unbeknownst to me, they actually continued the House of Night series with the House of Night Otherworld. Now, from what I remember and from what I've seen in the last couple of books of the original series, it talks about the other world. So this is a continuation of them with the original characters as their older Zoe Redbird and all of all of their friends. Now, the concept for this series, when it comes to vampirism, is both the same and a little bit different than your normal vampire setup. As opposed to most vampires where it's, you know, if you get bitten, you know, you turn into a vampire if you, you know, survive. Like, if you get bitten and they don't feed from you all the way. Or there's the, you have to, they have to suck your blood and then you have to suck their blood to become a vampire kind of thing. And it's this whole painful, like, three-day process kind of thing. This one is a little bit different and this one you are essentially chosen and you are marked. And this mark was a crescent moon, like filled in or outline either way. And those who actually make it to become full fledged vampires essentially have all these like tattoos that show up on them. These marks, these like little cute little squiggles and everything like that. If, if, if you've seen the cover of the books, you, you can tell and that, that kind of thing. It comes like a crown across your head, goes down your body, the whole gambit. Now, Zoe Redbird is a teenager. She was, I think, 15 when she was marked, which is about the average age. And when you're marked as a teenager, uh, there's a high possibility that you just won't survive. And when you're marked, you go automatically to the house of night to start living the life of a vampire. Um, You don't start drinking blood or anything right away. You eat regular food and stuff. And slowly build into that kind of thing um and it's really interesting the concept and everything uh there's a little bit of spice in this and by a little i mean in the first book literally in like chapter two or three she runs into two people who become one's like an enemy one's kind of like a lover not lover kind of thing yeah having like a sexual moment like uh, i think the girl is on her knees in front of him and you can assume what's going on after that now, they don't go into detail with anything like that. Like, it's, it's not a smut series at all for teens or anything like that. Definitely say it's like 15, 16-year-old type series. But nothing crazy. That's like the extent. Now, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I will definitely say the House of Night series not only takes in the vampire aspect, but brings in a lot of Wicca mythology, which is what I thought was really interesting. And by that, I mean, when it came to they do different types of like rituals and stuff. And when they do the rituals, uh, they have your pentagram. They say the different things that are said uh, when it comes to greetings and everything in Wicca lore, such as, you know, blessed be um, and that kind of thing. You know, they say prayers to the goddess or they mention the goddess a lot, which is a big thing in uh, Wicca theology. What I also thought was kind of cool is each vampire, not, well, not each, special vampires end up with some sort of like affinity and Zoe Redbird, who's the main character, does come up with the affinity of basically controlling the elements and not that she controls them specifically, but she is the embodiment of spirit. Now, when it comes to the pentagram, it is earth, water, air, um fire and spirit. That's that's what that represents kind of thing. And the foremost point being spirit. Each one of her friends she finds, or they learn, has an affinity for each one, which is why they're so linked and so close together. So when they do any type of rituals or whatever, which things happen throughout the series, each one of them holds the candle that represents that element, their affinity, and it just kind of grows from there. Now, a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen later in the series. I believe in book two or three, one of her best friends, I can't remember her name, but I know she was like a Southern belle. She was absolutely adorable. She was one of my favorite characters. Well, she doesn't make it like she she doesn't make it through her uh, vampirism. she 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 doesn't turn correctly or something like that. But here's the funny thing. They find her later and she's not dead, but she's not quite alive either. And that's why I say there's like kind of like a zombieism kind of thing that happens, which is really, really interesting. And it's not like she's this, you know, walking dead zombie, you know, gonna eat your brains kind of thing. She has a sentience, but she would be like the cliche vampire. Like she has to have blood. Uh, she doesn't look like a person. She's more gray. Her eyes are red and bloodshot and everything like that. And she's not the same person as she was before and they're noticing something weird that this is happening to a lot of you know the fledglings or these these kids that didn't make it but for some reason are still kind of alive like what's what's going on what's happening now i will mention that they also bring in a little bit of native american lore because zoe redbird her grandmother is like half cherokee or full cherokee or something like that she's she's native like straight up native and she taught uh zoe which is why she's called zoe redbird different things about native myth and everything. And so when it comes down to it, Zoe actually has a deep connection to the quote unquote goddess because of that, which was kind of cool. It was like a cool little myth thing that they added in all of that, which is awesome. She also goes in and learns that as a fledgling or as a uh, child vampire, teen vampire, uh, there's a reason why they don't drink blood. And the reason why is because of essentially the bonding that can happen um, in some vampire lord there's the um what is it called i don't remember but it's a type of bond that happens when uh you feed from someone but that's all you do you keep them alive you don't turn them but you feed from them the imprinting that's what it is when that that person will essentially imprint on you and that can be dangerous because they essentially follow you around like a lovesick puppy and that happens to her so before she goes to the house of night she has this boyfriend named heath and he's a real douche, guys. Like, he is, like, the stereotypical douchey, you know, uh, quarterback kind of, like, guy. Terrible. And when he, when she gets sent to the house of night, at first he was like, oh my god, I want nothing to do with you. You're a vampire. That kind of thing. And then all of a sudden he's like, I had to see it for myself and whatever. And for a fledgling or a young vampire, she has a lot of stronger urges that are normal and part of that has to do with the affinity that she has with the goddess the connection that she has it's it's a lot stronger than normal and part of that is because of her heritage but because of that she ends up biting heath and sucking some of his blood and he imprints on her it was a straight up accident not something she meant to do whatsoever but she was drawn to it and it kind of causes some problems later a lot of different things happen throughout the books. Now, I will be honest. I have not read the novellas. I have not read the other world books. I have not. Um, I didn't even know the other world books were even a thing. I had known about some of the House of Night novellas, such as Neferet's Curse and The Dragon's Oath. I had seen them in passing and I was like, oh, I know that one name, Neferet. And I have no clue if I'm actually saying that right. I'm pretty sure it's an Egyptian name. Don't come after me. But it has to do with one of the main characters in the series. Uh, mentor slash I'm pretty sure she kind of becomes a villain. Not 100%. Like I said, I never finished this series. Because it was so long. Now, this series is actually a duo. It's by PC Cast and I believe her daughter Christina Cast. Or Kristen Cast, sorry. Mother-daughter duo. Kristen has done some of her own books. She's known for the Sisters of Salem, which is three books, and the Key Books, which is two. And PC Cast has done a lot others. Now, they've done a bunch of them together. Like, they've done a bunch of books together. Um, there's the Disasters, the Escape books, the Goddess Summoning, which is a seven-book series, Into the Mist, uh, Parthalon books, which are seven books, Tales of a New World, three books, and Time Raiders, which is five books. Now those I believe are done all by PC Cast except for the escape books. That's done with that uh, Kristen, but they they do a lot of mother daughter duos when it comes to the books, which is kind of cool. I mean that's 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 awesome. Talk about you know ha- doing something you know with your mom. That's that's pretty cool. I have not read any of their other books. I've seen them around, like I've seen a couple of these around. Like I've seen the Goddess Summoning. I'm pretty sure. They have a thing with making long series. (laughs) Like, absolutely. Now, don't get me wrong. Long series can sometimes be the best thing, but they can also drag. And after a point, I felt that with these books, which is why I think I stopped after Burned. Tempted or Burned. Because I don't remember reading Destined, Hidden, Revealed, or Redeemed. I don't even remember if I read Awakened. So, I, (laughs) that's after... Seven books, eight books, and it just it dragged on and on, and it, it became boring for me. Now, don't get me wrong; these are good books. They are good YA books, absolutely. It's just a long series, and it seemed kind of repetitive after a while. Now, I am interested with the aspect of the whole House of Night other world books, which are newer. Those started in 2017 and came, uh, I believe ended in 2020. I didn't see anything else about um, more coming out. Um, and there's four books. It's Loved, Lost, Forgotten, and Found. And from what I gathered, in the end of the original series, they came upon what was called The Other World. And I think that's where... Stevie, that's what the little girl's name. She was my favorite. She was little the little southern belle. Her name was Stevie. I know, kind of a funny name, but it was short for something else i believe that's what that had to do with is the other world they were like another version of themselves like a whole parallel universe you know paradox kind of thing not 100 percent. do not quote me read the series and then you can tell me they seem interesting like i said i could barely get through the house of night series i didn't get through them so the concept of reading these ones, I'm just like, I don't know. I would have to actually go back and read the first 12 books. And my to-be-read list is already long. I really don't want to go backwards right now. <laughs> but they are a good series. They really are. And uh, the cast family did really good. They did a lot of detail. And they did a lot of research when it came to it. I The aspect of different... Native American lore, the different theology when it comes to Wicca, they, they did their homework. And to mesh the three, the whole vampirism, the Wicca, the native lore, that's that's pretty awesome. It's, it's hard to mix all that kind of stuff together and actually come up with something solid. Now, rumor has it that there is possibly a TV show. That is going to be produced about the House of Night series, which could be really cool. I know there's a couple of TikTokers that are pushing for it and they do their own cosplay and everything for this stuff. Um, which, you know what? Hey, if it happens, I won't necessarily be disappointed with it. It seems like TV shows seem to do better than the actual movies of making something, so I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. There's rumors of a few other series that are going to be. You know, Netflix series and everything like that I know Shadow and Bone became a Netflix series which I've gotten mixed reviews um, A Court of Thorns and Roses may actually possibly be a TV series and I'm really scared for that one so uh, I don't know but this one, this one actually has a lot of possibilities when it comes to a TV series just because it is a very long series um, each book is for the most part pretty short uh, they're not—they're not incredibly long. Like if they did it like they did, what was it? The series of unfortunate events series with Patrick Harris, they could actually do pretty well. It's just all dependent on how they do it. I mean, if if they do it something like that, where each episode is the equivalent of a book, and they just—or not each episode, every two episodes—it's a full book. They could—they could actually do pretty okay. Um, cause that's, that's how they did the series of unfortunate events. And I actually really enjoyed the series way better than the movie. So if they did something like that, this could actually have great potential. And especially if they have the right type of cast. Now, if they whitewash the whole cast, I'm going to be irritated. Um, just because like I said, Zoe Redbird is supposed to be like part Native American. Her parents suck, by the way. I think her dad died. Her mom is being influenced by her stepfather and her stepfather's like mega Christian. So the whole idea of vampirism means that she is sinful and blah, blah, blah. And it's crazy, like absolutely crazy. Like he tried to lock her up and have her essentially committed because she got marked. And it was like, what? Talk about, you know, not being, you know, accepting. And her mom let it happen. Like her mom didn't have her back. The only person who's actually had her back is her grandma. Like Grandma Redbird is dope. I want her as my grandma. Like for real. She's always got her granddaughter's back. Like she's always there for her grandbaby. She was the one who took her to the house of night because I guess once you've been marked, you have a certain amount of time before you like can die if you're not in the house of night <laughs> because you're not going because you're going through the cycle of changing. And Grandma Redbird found her essentially on her farm because they had a farm and took her. Took her herself. She's like, you know, I'm here for you, baby. I'm, I'm going to be here. You know, I'm always your backup, whatever. And she never left her side. Always had her back. Anytime Zoe was like, you know, Grandma, I'm scared. Or, you know, uh, I don't know if I can do this. Grandma Redbird was like, you got this, Zoe Bird. You got this, girl. I got you. Well, you're going to get through this. Like, talk about the best support system ever when your parents fail to be that. Like, girl's lucky I want I want Grandma Redbird like she can be my grandma and bake me cookies and we can go smudging I'm down let's do it (laughs) but all in all not a bad series like I said long but they're small books like each book I think is like three to four hundred pages super small and I know people are like that's that's still a lot of pages that's a couple hundred pages for a book couple hundred pages really is not that big it's really not you can knock it knock two books out in a day and that's being a slow reader being a fast reader like me where you're just like boom 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 I can knock out three or four being a slower reader you can knock out two if you're like actually into it and like wanting to know more about the series that's that's a pretty fast read it's pretty easy to read like I said they're just long And some of the books do get thicker, I will admit. Some of the books get closer to, like, four or 500 pages, like, the further you go. I think uh, Burned, Tempted, and Awakened, once you get to those those points, which is, like, book seven, they start getting a little bit thicker, but not crazy. Like, you don't even hit 600 pages at all. And 600-page books are thick boys. Those are the ones that you got to watch out for, (laughs) so all right guys that's gonna be it this time i will be getting another one out as soon as possible um i'm reading a few different books like I'm, I'm trying to knock out some books so i have some more awesome content for you guys i know you're getting tired of the older stuff i'm trying to get the newer stuff out there i'm in the process of reading crescent city um court of silver flames uh the one from ed shermer uh when the tigers are in singapore I'm reading so many at one time to make sure I have content for you guys. I am so sorry it is taking so long. Like I said, I've been busy with work. I work two jobs. Girls gotta eat and pay rent. So, um, but until next time, guys, I hope that this has been an entertaining podcast for you. And I hope this series may lead you on to your next adventure. Have a good night, guys.